In this episode, we have the honor of talking to Kendra Riley, the owner of Donning Public Relations. With nearly two decades of experience in public relations, marketing, and social media management, Kendra is an expert in media relations, brand messaging, and strategic campaign implementation. Kendra also has a remarkable story and journey from building both her successful PR initiatives, but also becoming a passionate rare disease advocate, making a significant impact in the healthcare space. Get ready for an inspiring conversation filled with insights and personal triumphs. You have a passion for volunteering, for being a face to for ag- advocacy, and we'll tell why. But uh, what led you to that? Um, you know, I've, it was always a part of you know my career and my life. I guess giving back to others and making sure that was important. I think it's probably something my parents instilled in me. You know, um, then being in the PR world, I you know was brought into campaigns for like Make a Wish or. Um, PCH or Birch and Berry Foundation, you know, is many foundations that kind of came into play in my work. Um, and that got me a little bit more involved on that side. And then, um, you know, I started thinking, wow, I guess I should give back to causes that are a little bit more important to me. Um, I had heart surgery when I was 20. So American Heart Association is one of my, you know, go to's. So I'm on the Phoenix Heartball Committee and do what I can to raise awareness there for heart health. And then, of course, my my girls and their diagnoses led me on a whole new path of advocacy. Yeah. So how many different things do you think you're involved in? I've, I've researched you, and it seems you're everywhere. How many do you think you're involved in? Um, at least, I mean, at least five. So, I mean, the fact is, is I always... I look at what do you do with your time? You, you try to impact lives all the time. And I'm, it's such an admirable piece. Uh, for the people who say they don't have time to do something like that, what would you say? I think there's always time. I mean, you, it's easy, as easy as sharing a post or you know, donating $5. So. It's, it's, it's all over the place. So you've touched on the situation with your kids and you have a story that this is where you and I really connected because we've both been through some very difficult times. Mm-hmm. Tell the audience about it. Yeah. So in March of 2020, uh, we got the results back for our middle daughter, Livy. Uh, we thought she was just having some trouble walking. After a misdiagnosis um, and then an MRI, come to find out she has a very rare genetic illness that's terminal called metachromatic leukodystrophy, or MLD for short. Um, No treatment for children who are symptomatic, and the average lifespan is age six. Um, Fast forward to today, Livy's now in hospice at age five, but very happy and comfortable. We can touch on more of that later. But of course, when we found out about her diagnosis, we had to get the other girls tested, Thankfully, Ava, our oldest, didn't have it, but our youngest, Kira, who was a newborn at the time, did also have it. Uh, We had gotten Livy into a clinical trial in Iowa, so while the world was shutting down, we were traveling back and forth from Phoenix to Iowa for Livy to see if this clinical trial could stall the disease. Um, And then when we found out Kira's diagnosis, one of the advocacy groups I was talking to at the time called Kira MLD, they said, don't put that baby in that trial. There is an opportunity in Milan, Italy, um, for this experimental gene therapy treatment. Let me connect you with the doctors. So in 24 hours, we're talking to the team, started getting them all the testing and, you know, diagnoses papers that they needed to confirm that she was eligible. Unfortunately, the clinical trial for this therapy had ended. 
So the drug company was giving it to us on compassionate use basis, which means the drug was free, but everything that the, all the treatment process itself at the hospital must be paid for out of pocket. So the doctors confirmed in July, yes, Kira can come get this treatment. Uh, we need you to move to Italy for six months for her to receive it. And we need you here in a month's time or else it'll be too late. And the cost for us to move to Italy for six months, pay for a place to live, travel, food, um, and bring my parents because we needed help with Livy uh, was half a million dollars. And we had a month to make that happen. So, folks, I want you to think about that. And I want you to really digest that. You got faced with this, really, the timeline that you had to go from first uneasy walking to that was a very short period of time, if I recall. Yeah. So Livy, why they were so urgent about getting Kira over for the treatment is once Livy got diagnosed within 90 days, she lost the ability to walk. She lost the ability to talk. And then she's now tube fed as well and on eight or nine medications a day. So in 90 days, your whole life was turned upside down. But actually, you you let this define you. You changed everything. And tell folks what you had to do to get this treated and and what you did to raise the half million and mm-hmm. to take this on to ultimately get to where you are today. Yeah, it was a, a crazy month. Um, I think I always say it was more stressful in that month leading up to leaving than it was being in Italy for the treatment. Um, so there were a lot of different things we had to think about. One, raising all of that money for sure. Um, so my family started a GoFundMe page for us. Um, but a lot of the relationships I had in the business world, you know, they wanted to help us, but they don't like using GoFundMe because it takes a cut. Um, so one of our other family friends had founded the Armor Foundation for Kids. And she said, let me set up a pa- fundraising page on the site. A hundred percent goes back to your family. Um, so we had both of those running. And a lot of our, you know, the business owner friends were donating to that rather than GoFundMe, which was a huge help. Um, and then my team at Donning PR and then all of the my colleagues in the industry really rallied behind us, wrote a press release about what we were going through and got us all over the news. So you could have seen us anywhere from, you know, 3TV, Good Morning Arizona to People Magazine. You were everywhere. And it's one of the things I admire about you the most. You just never quit. You became a mom on a mission. <laughs> you took on everybody. T- talk about your battles with the insurance companies and what you've done and what you, really what you've accomplished. It's amazing. Yeah. So the the insurance company is a whole other, whole other <laughs> monster. Um, but once we were, I think it was the week before we were leaving, we found out that Blue Cross Blue Shield of Arizona was going to help us with part of the treatment for Kira. Um, and they were doing that through their international arm, GeoBlue. Um, it was something that's never been done before for a gene therapy like this. Um, but we were very lucky to have a family friend um, in the executive team at Blue Cross Blue Shield. And they told our family story and said, see what you can do. And it, ch- it changed the direction of the whole trajectory that you were on, because I remember when we chatted about this, had that not happened, you may have to take an alternative path. What did you do? I mean, why do you think that happened beyond just your connection? You had to do a lot of different things that make that happen. Expound upon that. I mean, I I hate to say that we're lucky in our situation, but we most definitely were lucky because we knew all of these people that were helping us and many strangers as well. I don't know how many people donated on GoFundMe that I have no idea who they were, but I'm so grateful for them. But it was all a big part of our network 
both personally and professionally in, in getting the pieces all in the right place. I think you're actually kind of being a little conservative because one of the things I know is that you can never beat someone that never quits and you never quit. You woke up every day and went after this with a passion and you've inspired me and I'm sure you've inspired many others. What fueled you? Um, the girls, you know, it's you do anything for your kids. And when you know your kid has a chance to die by age six or possibly live a normal life, you're going to do whatever you can. And so, you, you pulled out all the stops. So talk a little bit about how your kids are doing today. Sure. So, you know, as I said, Livy's lost all these abilities, um, but she's still happy. She can still express joy. She'll let, you know, do a mean eye roll at us if she thinks we're being dumb. Um, she's a positive little spirit in our life, uh, but, she, you know, she needs help. She's fully dependent on us to move around or do anything um, she is enrolled in hospice, as I said, so the doctors come and check on her every two weeks to see how she's doing or see if we need anything. We get all of her meds delivered through them. Uh, they also We also do physical therapy for her once a week, occupational therapy, music therapy once a month. So we do a lot of programs for, and things for her just to keep her happy, keep her body moving as much as she can, and um, go from there. But yeah, we take, take everything day by day with Livy and just keep her happy and keep her comfortable. Let's talk about your youngest daughter. How is she doing? Yep. So Kira became the 32nd kid in the world to have this treatment in Italy. Uh, she is now a happy, healthy three-year-old going on 13 uh, girl. She's very sassy, independent. She has zero symptoms. You would never know she had MLD. It's you, amazing. You changed her life because had you not been so proactive and took the whole world on, she wouldn't do that. And someday she'll realize that and have you to thank. And that's an amazing piece. You've done some work since and you become a patient advocate. Expand upon that. Yeah. So when we um, were kind of working on getting to Italy, our family had reached out to Senator Nancy Bartow about right to try. Um, it was federally passed, but would this right to try law help us get this treatment for Kira here in the U.S. rather than moving our whole family to Italy? The answer was no. And so when we got back from Italy in 2021, the Goldwater Institute reached out to me and said, you know, your family situation with Kira really inspired us. We've worked with Senator Bartow to reform the law, and we want to take it to the state capitol and get right to try 2.0 passed. Will you help us, you know, and share your family's story and, you know, get behind this this change? Uh, I said, absolutely. Just tell me where to go, what you need, who to talk to. I will do it. Um, so we went down to the state capitol. I testified, um, you know, with the House of Reps as well as the Senate, and it passed. And so I think it was last year we went to Governor Ducey's office and um, signed the bill with Kira there and our oldest, Ava, and um, hopefully we're able to make some really positive change for not just children, you know, people like Kira who have this rare disease, but adults as well who there are these treatments out there in other nations and other countries that, you know, are far progressed compared to the U.S., and they should have access to them, and now hopefully they can. At least in Arizona, we're hoping it'll pass in other states and then federally as well. Well, I have to say, everybody, when I when I look, this gal has, has impacted some lives far more than you can possibly imagine, and I'm so proud of what you've done. It's truly yes. amazing. Uh, I always say is, is don't quit. The reality is a lot of people don't have the, the, the networking power or the passion that you do. And you took the world on. 
what would you what advice would you give to somebody that's facing the adversity of something similar to that? What what would you tell them if they were sitting right here where I am right now? I would say share your story. That's the biggest thing. Um, I mean, even just looking at our PR campaign, just sharing our story changed Kara's life. Um, and you never know who you can impact by cha- sharing your story, too. Or you never know if when you're at the dentist or your doctor or you're sitting next to someone in an office and you just start chatting with them and sharing your story, you don't know who they are or where they might take what they just heard about you. Maybe they have something that they can help your family with. You, know, you never know these little moments um, that come up throughout our days that might seem insignificant, but could be really powerful in the end. The, the, the networking that you do is second to none. And what advice would you give beyond, as you said, the, the talking uh, to get something like this accomplished to overcome? Is it something as simply filing an appeal with the insurance company, asking for a second opinion? What would you tell somebody to do that's faced with the adversity that you faced? Everything they can. I would go all options, you know, there's reach out through your family, reach out through your work, you know, go straight to the head, see who's on the board, see who's on the executive team, who do you know that knows those people? I mean, literally anything you can do, I would say do it. Um, But of course, in terms of insurance companies and tackling that, you know, as well as I do, that that's a tall order. Um, So for example, there is a little girl in Alabama named Celia Grace, and uh, Cure MLD reached out to me because she had been denied twice by her insurance to receive coverage to get the same treatment as Kira here in the U.S. She would have been the first little girl in the U.S. to get gene therapy for MLD. And her insurance denied it twice. Um, Cure MLD called me and said, maybe we should do a PR campaign. And I said, well, what's her insurance company? And it was Blue Cross. So I reached out to the Blue Cross team here in Arizona. They reached out to the Alabama team. A week later, the mom called me in tears. They approved it. (laughs) So you never know. (laughs) And you've done this multiple times. Yes. And talk about that. I mean, I'm going to help everyone I can. My husband always says, you know, you can say no to some things. I'm like, not when it comes to saving another little kid. No. So if you're faced with this, I mean, that's we've been down the journey together Mm -hmm. and the I don't I'm not here to bash on the health insurance organizations. But I also am here to tell people is that many people don't have the Kendra's in their life that if I am saddled with some ailment to take it on, if I'm that patient, what do you say to them? Because, listen, you. You and I chatted about it. I dealt with it in my adult life. Mm-hmm. What would you give an, an advice to somebody that today is, I, I'm a 35-year-old facing something and I've been told no twice. What would you tell them? I would say just keep badgering everyone you can at the insurance agency for sure, but also reach out to the advocacy groups. So like Cure MLD or MLD Foundation specifically, they were they work with the insurance companies as well. Um, trying to get families help they need. So depending on the disease, there's always an advocacy foundation that has a connection with insurance companies or, um, you know, other partnerships that may help you get treatment. So I'd say those routes for sure. Um, And then again, sharing your story, but just seeing who you know, who did your friends know? Who does your family know? How do you, where did you look? I mean, let's face it, obviously you knew someone Blue Cross Blue Shield and the executive team that kind of helped you, but where would the average person even begin to look? Is that Facebook, social media, Google? Where do you start? I would do all of it. All the above. I would, yeah. Just go, go full, full steam ahead and reach out, 
Email whoever you need to email. Go above who your you know customer service representative is. Ask for whoever their boss is and keep going. Just don't stop. Did you enjoy this conversation? To hear more, subscribe to our channel and keep an eye out for the continuation of Patrick's chat with Kendra Riley. Thank you for joining us and remember to let this define you.